It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Up Close on Husker Online, where we let Nebraska student-athletes tell their stories. Up Close is brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by ABM. Do you have equipment to sell? Sell it on auctiontime.com. Now, here's your host of Up Close, Husker Online's Sean Callahan. And welcome here to this first ever edition of Up Close, brought to you by Sandhills Global, as you heard, and powered by ABM. Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com bringing you the first ever edition of Up Close, where we let Nebraska student athletes tell their story. And and this is a very, very uh, timely one, a very unique one uh, that we wanted to start off this um, series of Up Close with. And, you know, pleased to be joined right now uh, by Nebraska fifth-year outside linebacker Damian Jackson, former Navy SEAL. Uh, Damian, uh, it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11 this week, so uh, it's obviously fitting to have you on as our inaugural guest here on Up, up Close. We really appreciate you coming up here, taking some time. Yeah, no problem. Well, yeah, let's get right into um, this week. I mean, uh, the big story this week is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and, and you served in the, the Navy SEALs for six years, and um, Nebraska wore alternate uniforms commemorating that 20th anniversary of 9-11. And they put together a special social media release of that video, and it was taped downtown in downtown Havelock in Lincoln. And and you were the featured guy in that video, Ora Garst, and the social media team put that together. Um, and, I mean, it was moving. I, I watched it again this morning, and it, it's hard not to get a tear in your eye um, putting that all together. What was that experience like going through that, um, just being a part of something like that? It was it was good because uh, I know that uh, after the video was made that there was a ton of uh, comments, positive comments about that video. And it was good to see that uh, people really wanted to show their support for the 20th anniversary and for this game. But uh, being a part of the video was also good. I'm not really like a video type of guy. So it was good that they just uh, didn't treat me like an actor. And I was just walking down the field. And it was good to see the crowd there and everybody supporting and good to see the uh the veteran that was there, and then uh, all the other supporters. I, I really enjoyed enjoyed it. Did you have an idea what they were going to be doing with the video, like the, how it was going to be put together, or did Honest, it say walk down the street and, and boom, it was going to happen? Or yeah, uh, as as we were talking about it before, they didn't tell me anything about it. Uh, I didn't even know it was for nine eleven until I got there, and uh, I didn't know the people that were going to be involved, so I didn't really know much about it. Uh, so they were just telling me just you know walk down the street and uh, that, that's all you got to do. So they kept it a good secret and uh, it turned out well. I liked it. I enjoyed that they did that. Was it one take? Did you guys get that done in one? No, no. it okay. wasn't. <laughs> uh, I probably walked down the street probably four, I think four times. And then the the saluting and the, the flagpole, like slamming that down probably, probably a good six times. And then there's a couple like uh, scenes afterwards with people just standing around and taking pictures and stuff. It didn't take that long. It was probably, we we're probably there for an hour, but uh, yeah, probably four or five takes. So what kind of, you said you got a lot, I mean, what kind of response did you get just from that video as it went live? I mean, it's got hundreds of thousands of views now mm -hmm. around the world. Yeah. Uh, just positive. Everybody uh, was just thinking, uh, 
Aura and our, our team and, and Nebraska for putting a video out like this. Uh, um, so uh, just everything that I read was extremely positive and uh, thanking us for doing something like that and just remembering what happened 20 years ago. And, you know, why we brought you here um, was this 20th anniversary um, of 9-11. And, and, you know, Nebraska was the first college football game that got played that day. And you guys will obviously honor that moment on Saturday against Buffalo. Have you seen that tunnel walk from 20 years ago? Have you at least seen some of the clips of the first responders that came out of the tunnel instead of the Nebraska football team that day? Honestly, I, I have not. I only saw at the very end of the video that, uh, that they did that uh, back in the day. But I haven't seen the full tunnel walk. Uh huh. What do you, I mean, you were, uh, and, and, and that's why we're talking here now too. Obviously you, you, your story is so unique. Um, there are walk on stories at Nebraska. Then there's your walk on story. I don't know if, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if, you know, th- there's guys that have done this or that, but I don't know if I've ever heard a story anywhere like yours, a guy that didn't play high school football that yeah. went into the Navy seals for six years and then walked on to Nebraska. Um, and, and you're in your fifth year now. I mean, yeah. it's hard to believe, um, and you could come back another year. Yeah, I will be back another year for sure. So you're going to do six years. Yep. What? Um. So what? Do you have your undergraduate degree at this point? Uh, I graduate in December. I've kind of strung it out a little bit longer than most people, but uh, I'll have it soon, and then uh, I'll just be playing for the next year. Was this what you imagined? Like when when you came here in 2017, did you envision it all coming to to, to form like this? Um. Kind of, because I knew that I hadn't played football at all, and I didn't have any experience or skill in the sport. So uh, my goal was to try to get onto the field and have playing time by my third or fourth year. I already knew that I was going to have to sacrifice the first couple years because I wasn't good enough at all. So in my mind, just from the day I stepped foot on here, I knew I was going to have to be on scout team and just work my way up. I always think of it as like uh, I don't really have any true skill in football, but I have great work work ethic and I'll try to work harder than the people around me so in my belief is I'll just keep working and working and working until I get on that field still to this day even though I get playing time I don't think I have the skills as some of the other guys on the team but my work ethic has gotten me to the point where I can play and I can hold up against the guys that are on our team if that makes sense let's go back to 2017 kind of how it all started did did mm-hmm. you it was the Mike Riley staff back then did yep. did you contact somebody on that staff how, how did you just say hey I am done in the Navy SEALs I didn't play high school football but I want to play football for Nebraska in the Big Ten Conference <laughs> uh, it was extremely complicated and hard I think it was probably one of the hardest things I had to do was trying to get onto this team and before I got out of the Navy I knew I wanted to play football and I didn't know where to go didn't have any answers for any of that I don't, don't have any film don't have anybody to call or contact couldn't couldn't do anything like that. So what happened was I, uh, I just applied to about 15 schools and I took the, the top 25 poll and I was just choosing those schools and I was registering for all those because I knew I had to be at the school or uh, be registered in classes in order to try to be a walk-on on the team. So as I was going down the list, I applied for maybe 15. I think I got into about 10 of those schools. And uh, my mom's boss uh, actually used to go here in the 60s and he mentioned that Nebraska had a good walk-on program. So that was in the back of my mind. But before all that, I was writing emails every day to every school, trying to just get in contact with somebody, some of their like recruiting people uh, on their teams, but I wasn't getting any responses. And then if I did get a response, it was like maybe go check out uh, some 
D2, D3 or junior school, college or something. something. Yeah, just some, something like that. So I was getting very, I wasn't getting anywhere with it. So my, my plan was to just basically pack up my bags and whatever school I chose when the first one was Nebraska because of my mom's boss that just used to go here. I just packed up my bags, came here, registered, and they actually had um, in-person walk-on uh, walk-on chances, like uh, tryouts. And I don't think they, ha- they don't have those anymore right now. But uh, I went to one of those, and we did the 40. We did some agility drills, and then we did uh, a couple other things. And I was, I was doing it for uh, inside linebacker, and I never done any of those drills. But after, after that tryout, uh, it was right when they were going on spring break, and Kenny Wilhite was the one in charge of all that. And uh, a week, he said, if if you don't get a call within a week, you you didn't make the team. And I actually didn't get the call within the week. So what I did was called I called Kenny and asked if uh, if I made the team or not. And he actually said no. And oh, so wow. I didn't make the, I didn't make it. And this is where like the really like all the stressful parts came into play. Once I didn't make the team, I wrote an email to every single person on the staff saying that like, I'll pay for my pads, I'll pay for my own locker, you don't have to do anything, I'm a free person, like I'm just free and I'm here for that. I emailed the whole staff and then I waited outside UNL, out, out the stairs of the stadium for Mike Riley or somebody to walk down. And he finally walked down like day three while I'm just sitting there and I ran over there and talked to him. And then the next day, Kenny called me super pissed that I emailed everybody, but he gave me a chance and he said that you have a week to prove yourself. And if you don't, you're off this team. And all I did, I just shut up and went into the locker room and just stayed away from Kenny and just stayed away from all the staff. And I tried <laughs> to just go to work. So I actually didn't make the team when, when, I, when I tried doing it because who would want somebody that's never played football before, you know? So I just, it was stressful, but just, I just put my foot put foot down and uh went for it have you seen the movie rudy uh yeah i, have. I mean it kind of reminds you a little bit of that just <laughs> the un- unorthodox um yeah. path where he had to come join notre dame's football team in, in, in a similar way but i never knew that i mean I, yeah. I, I i haven't really told too many people that like when i first got on the team and i had those interviews i really hated interviews so i didn't want to get more into that but What's well, tough, like after practice in a five-minute yeah. post-practice interview, yeah, yeah. To, to tell that story you just yeah. shared. Um, and it was, and, yeah, it was stressful because uh, if I didn't get on the team, I was going to pack my bags after that semester and go to the next school and try it again, and then go to the next school and try it again. So it would have been this just downhill trend of trying to go from school to school until somebody accepted me. So I got really lucky getting on the first team that I tried out. Yeah, just I mean. What, you had never run a 40 before, I'm guessing? Nope. I mean, don't even know my time when it happened. Kenny said, oh, yeah, you ran good. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't but know. when they see, I'm guessing when they see, oh, this guy didn't even play high school football. You know, like it's it's probably, and I remember when you first came here, they were trying to teach you how to long snap. And yeah. do, do, they were just trying to teach you whatever they could to yeah. make you a valuable part of this team. Yeah. yeah. I started as an inside backer and then got moved to D-line because it was a little bit easier mentally. When did it turn the corner? I mean, do you remember... Um, I'm sure it took a year or two just to kind of get your feet wet. I remember you got in though, that Bethune Cookman game. Um, that was the first, you know, your second year at Nebraska, you got into a game. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys that played here that never got into a game before ever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you never played high school football and you got in your second season. So, I mean, just even that alone, you know, when you look at that accomplishment, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think it really 
turned the quarter last year. Um, I unfortunately had to have surgery right before uh, the first game last year, and but a couple weeks later, I, I got a little bit healthy and I was able to start playing. So I think last year was kind of the turning point of when it all came to fruition, all the, all the work. Do you did you just want to play football? I mean, do you want did you want the structure and kind of an organization, kind of like a unit, almost like what you are a part of in the Seals? I mean, is that what drew you to want to be a part of an organization and a football team? So when I was getting out, I when I was deciding what sport to play, it was football. But it was mainly because I played soccer and baseball my my entire life, and uh, by the time I was getting out of the Seals, I was already two forty five, two fifty, and football was like the go to like. I fit in this position right now, so I want to try for this, and that's how I chose football. So, wow! And so, you when you came to Nebraska, though, like I just can't even. Like in high school, what did you play? Baseball? I think I read baseball, baseball, and soccer. Yeah, I was a foreign exchange student in France my sophomore year of high school. And that's where I picked up soccer, and then once I got back, I was playing baseball and soccer. So, what? That's another story I never realized. So, you lived yeah. in France. I was a foreign exchange student, so I was there for the school year, 10 months. Do you speak um, French? Used, used to. Used to. <laughs> I haven't rusty. It's been, it's been way too long. What did, I mean, what was that like? I mean, going, I mean, you, you lived in Las Vegas? Yeah, I was born in California and moved to Vegas when I was about 12. 12, and, and how did you just say, you know what, I'm going to go to France and be a foreign exchange student for a year? Honestly, it's, uh, I, I don't know what to tell you on that one. It's just every decision I make is just kind of like, let's just go for it. Yeah, you could ask my mom. It's always just like these crazy ideas, and we just she supports me, and we just go for it. She told me if I pay for half of it when I was, I think I was 13, 14 at the time, if I got half of the money, then she'd pay for the other half. So I sold newspapers and built skateboards and got half the money and then just went. There was no rhyme or reason to it. It was just something that popped in my head, and I wanted to do it, and we went for it. Do you, do you think very many of your teammates – especially the newer, younger guys, did they even have any idea of your story? I mean, you, when you talk to guys on the team and understand kind of the life you've lived, I mean, being deployed, being a SEAL, and all the things that you've done before you got to Nebraska? Um, I don't know. I know a lot of the guys knew that I was in the military and that I was a SEAL, but uh, I honestly don't talk about it a lot in, in, uh, in the locker room or just around the guys. I don't really tell stories or anything like that. I try to keep the whole military side out of it. I just want them to look at me as a football player, but they definitely know. I don't know if they know what the extent is that they know of my story, but I think they they know at least I was in the military. No, six years you were in, I mean, what was, what this made you decide, you know what, six years I'm going to move on to college and do this. I mean, what was the decision to kind of leave the SEALs at that point for you? Uh, honestly, it was my age, so I was going to get out at 24, and uh, it was either get out or stay in, obviously, but I wanted to try to play a college sport before I got too old, because if I re-enlisted, then I would have got it out, got out at 28, and then I would have been probably a little bit too old. So it was really just a decision of uh, me wanting to play a college sport, and it was at the right time, like the right age when I was 24, and that's what really got me, got me out. It had nothing to do with me wanting to leave the seals and just like wanting to get away from it. I would obviously love to be back in and just be out there, but I just got this itch to go do something else, you know? So are you 29? I'm 29. 29. So yeah. if you come back next year, like you've talked, you'll be a 30 year old Nebraska football player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. does your body feel 29? No, I don't think so. You take good care. Of your, I mean, I'm guessing yeah. you don't put too many bad things in your body to, no. to be keeping up with 18 year old, 19 year old guys on a practice field. Yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty good. 
you know, they take care of me and they got a lot of rehab things in there that I can do. And, uh, I'm just in there always just taking care of my body. With your experience, just doing what you've done, are you, I mean, how do you try to use that to help younger guys and mentor younger guys that might be struggling and going through transition? Because I think when every guy gets to Nebraska, they have a thought of what they can be, then it's a lot harder for a lot of guys. Do you try to help younger guys and work with younger guys, whether it's in the weight room or in the locker room or behind the scenes? Yeah, I'm always in the weight room with the guys that, like uh, the new groups that come in. I'm always around the uh, the new freshmen and just trying to help them out and show them the way. I'm, I'm kind of hard on them most of the time, but it's just so they you know take a step in the right direction so they don't screw around when they get here. But I'm usually the guy that does all the punishment, and I'm just that guy <laughs> that's that's around that you don't really want to get in trouble with. But for sure, I'm I'm especially in the summer or in the winter. I'm there with every lift, every single group. It doesn't matter if they're older or younger. I'm just trying to make myself known that I'm there and I'm there to help. And I'm usually out there trying to coach and teach them. Has anybody ever tried to practice fight you before? I can't imagine. Some guys joke about it, but not, not, not too much. <laughs> I'm just thinking, if somebody tried to practice, there's some tough dudes though, like Nash Hutmacher and yeah. some of these guys were big wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm guessing your level of training, if a practice fight happened, you, you'd be well equipped. Yeah. Nobody really bothers me in that area. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow. Well, we're talking here with Damian Jackson, fifth-year senior, former Navy SEAL, on this 20th anniversary of 9-11 as Nebraska gets ready to play Buffalo. You're listening to Up Close, brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by ABM as we talk with Damian. Damian, something I've always been curious, what do you want to do after football? I mean, you hear rumors that this guy's going to be like a strength coach at Nebraska or a strength coach somewhere. I mean, he's, you're basically like an extension. I mean, you look like Zach Duvall um, uh, with, with your, your beard and, and, and whatnot. I think he uh, looks like me. He looks like, yeah. He, he, so is, that, is that what you want to get into is strength and conditioning training when you're done with college football? I'm not sure. So I'm going to take football as far as it can possibly go. And then if the opportunity presents itself, I I would definitely love to be a part of the staff or do some strength and conditioning. But I'm at the age where 
I haven't had an income for a long time. So if I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll either go back into the military or go back into uh, some type of contracting, something like that. But I would love to be like strength, strength staff or something like that. But it would just have to be on the right terms because I can't go another, you know, couple years with no money. I don't want to be an intern for forever. That's that's the honest answer. But uh, so right now I'm thinking that uh, there's a lot of private contracting that you can do after that. Yeah. And I always see you with Chris Walker. Um, yeah. you know, he's a guy that it feels like you guys are kind of the players that lead the weight room in, in your own respective ways. <laughs> yeah. Talk more about that. I mean, you and Chris obviously haven't played a ton. I mean, you've played some on the field, but I think behind the scenes, your role is so much more valuable to Nebraska football. Yeah, I, I would consider Chris and I kind of like the test dummies in the weight room for Zach Duvall. We always uh, get the the crazy workouts from him, and he tests them out on us. But it's good that uh, Chris is an animal in the weight room, and uh, it we're just always in the front, you know, just showing the way. And it's good that that he's always in there. Uh, to be honest, it's uh, it's crazy after uh, these couple of years that how much like we've both grown in the weight room, and I think everybody knows that like these two are, are the guys. There's a couple other guys as well that are just, they lead the way, and then this is like how you do it. It's just crazy amount of effort and uh, intensity that guys like Chris give. That's good for the weight room, good for people to see, especially uh, the young guys. And guys like Chris and myself, we always, if there's new guys that come in, like Jalen Weaver, we always take them and try to, you know, shape them into what we want them to be. Because like guys like Jalen, he's huge. You know, he could be something amazing, and we like to get our hands on him and try to try to show him the, the correct way. What are so when you came here? I mean, give me an idea of like what you were benching and squatting and cleaning at that point, and and where it's at now today for you in the uh, weight room. Oh God! Um, so when I got here, I weighed about two forty five, two forty, and we had a different strength staff, so we didn't do the same type of max out squats and bench. But I think my squat was probably about like four oh five, maybe four. And you thought you were like, that's pretty good. You're probably thinking, you know, yeah, it was decent. And a bench, I don't know. I've never been good at bench. It was probably like two seventy five or something like that. These are just Ball numbers I'm throwing up. Yeah, I, I don't really know. And I didn't really clean too much when with the other staff. And then now, um, hmm. I know, so bench is probably about like we've done, I've done over 405. Can't give you an exact number. Uh, I'm not, like I said, bench isn't my greatest, but uh, I'd say like around 405 and then squat around like 600, 650. We've done before. We've put on the bar. I don't have exact numbers. can't remember. But we always do. Like when we go heavy like that, we always do metabolic type workouts and we. Keep your heart rate up. Yeah. And we're, we're going for like sets of reps of 10 you know, as, as we got like six, seven plates on the bar and it's, I don't really know what number to give you (laughs) for that, but we're doing like six, seven plates for 10 reps and we're going three times in a row, just going really, really fast. So it's the strength is crazy that we've built up over the years. Yeah. Let's go back. I mean, I remember when Zach Duvall first came, Mike Riley's staff had been let go and there was over 50 days kind of between organized workouts for Nebraska and Duvall Mm -hmm. put you guys in the weight room for that first workout (laughs) Were you even tired that first workout of Zach Duvall? I mean, had you were you prepared for something like that? Yeah, um, I got I got lucky because uh, before we started the workouts, me and Chris went to uh, the rec over. That's uh, 
on campus and <laughs> we actually squatted a lot and we benched a lot and we were super sore the week before. So when Duval had us do the first metabolic, basically everybody died. And well, uh, like literally some guys went to the hospital because yeah, they, they, weren't, they weren't conditioned to do yeah, it. Yet. Yeah, we were not conditioned well. And after that first day, like I was super tired after that. And uh, I think everybody was beat to hell after that first day. But once we came back, no one can feel their legs. No one can even sit down, like walk down the stairs, sit on the toilet. Everybody's legs were shot. So Chris and I got lucky because we were we already went past that point, so we were good. And there's some other guys that were that were good, and we we're ready to go. But for the most part, we got our butts kicked. What I mean, what was the so? What is the biggest difference when you look at what you do now in the strength program than from what you did maybe your first year at Nebraska? I mean, was it drastic differences in in, in what you did in the weight room? Yeah, it's just the difference of uh, coaches and what they what their program is. Uh, the the staff before us was heavy into Olympic lifts. And we still do Olympic lifts, but it was, they were like kicked up a couple notches on that. And uh, it wasn't a lot of like max out squats and it was a lot of form stuff. And with uh, Zach's crew, it's a lot of the metabolic workouts and we get a lot of weight under, under ourselves and uh, our strength. I feel like the strength has just gone up crazy numbers from everybody that's been doing the metabolic. But I can't really speak on the first year because I could hardly even remember it, to be honest. And uh, I just remember it being a lot of Olympic lifts and a lot of form and technique. Who's been the biggest physical freak you've seen in a Nebraska weight room the last five years? Biggest physical freak? Just guy that you're like, holy cow, this guy's got so much natural physical ability in the weight room. Um, it's honestly, it's a lot of the DBs like shock me because of how much they weigh. Like Cam Taylor, Deontay Williams. Like uh, I'd say for the most part, those guys they shock me the most because we're over here, like the big guys I work out with the power, like the O-line, D-line. We think we're good. We're squatting like six, seven plates, but then Deontay Williams or Cam Taylor, they're doing six plates on their own over there. And it's like, it's like how the heck does somebody, you know, with that frame lift that much weight? And uh, I'd say for the most part, it's them. And then there's guys like uh, the Polar Bear and uh, Ethan Piper that just came in and they could just squat more than I've ever seen. For so are the, for incoming guys, yeah. are Piper and, and Nash Hutmacher as far ahead as you've seen of freshman guys that come into Nebraska? Yeah, Nash was on another level and so was Pipe when it came to uh, just bench and squat. They're like, you know, Nash and his dad, they have their own thing going on, but he came in just with crazy numbers. You know, he could already squat more than I can. He could already bench as much as I can. And it's just... <laughs> and he goes low, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, he goes you, you low. You guys goes, that say they can squat a lot, but they're uh, doing like half squat. No, I mean, he does. He does. Uh, he, he gets down there. Yeah. Yeah, you see, I'm sure you get a lot of guys that think they can squat a lot, but they're only doing the half squats. And, yeah. And yeah. Do, you, when, do you get on guys right away if they're not going down all the way? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Put a chair down below them and <laughs> yeah. bring them up. Well, um, when you talk about Nebraska, what has been your favorite memory so far in these five years when you talk about games moments is there a, a couple moments or memories that still stick in your mind today honestly it was uh getting that angry text from kenny that i made the team that was do you give kenny a hard time or do you still avoid him uh no no we're good now but i avoided him for a very long time probably three probably two or three years but we're, we're good now but that was that was uh because like i said it was super stressful trying to get on the team and just 
being in there and being in the locker room for the first time and having my name up there on the on the on the iPads that are on the locker that was that was one of the greatest ones. Just simply making the team was the best. The best moment. What yeah. about um like what's your favorite road trip you've been on as far as like opposing stadiums going into? Do you have one at all? Um the one that jumps out at me is uh Wisconsin just because uh they were playing a certain song that made the whole jump around, jump around. That You'll made be back the whole there this year. that made the whole stadium. It was a night game, and it made the whole stadium just jump up and down. And that was it sticks in my mind just seeing the whole stadium. It was crazy. Trying to think here um, as we uh, wrap things up with Damian Jackson. Um, when you got to Nebraska, did you have any idea of the level of fandom here? I mean, at no. all? Like I didn't know anything about Nebraska when I got here at all. I, I had my mom's boss tell me a little bit about like the walk-on program, but I had no idea. Yeah. Do you see yourself wanting to live in Nebraska when you're done, or being, um, you know, keeping keeping some roots in the state? Uh, honestly, I, I I don't know what's going to happen after or where I'm going to go. I don't think uh, I don't think I'll be here in Nebraska unless something like strength and conditioning like program uh-huh. uh, pops up. But I probably won't be staying around. Just kind of depends on what your next move is, but you'll yeah, be, just, you'll be back. So you'll come back for the fall of 2022, and then be done in December. That's kind of like your your yeah. timeline right now. Yep. How bad do you want to get this turned around? Bad. It's been ever since I ever since I got here. It's just been uh, mediocre, and we're 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 putting a foot in the right direction right now. And everybody is tired, sick and tired of losing, and we want to turn this thing around for sure. Yeah, what's your message to fans? Obviously, that Illinois game took a lot of steam off people, you know, and yeah. you got to win against Fordham. You got a couple of really tough games now coming up here down the road with Buffalo, Oklahoma, Michigan yep. State. I mean, what, what's your message to fans that you are going to get this thing right? I mean, even with the loss, we're just going to keep our steam rolling. I, I don't think anybody in our program or on the football team thinks that this is going in a bad direction. And we see it every day with practice, the intensity, the intent, everything's just better this year so we haven't lost hope and we're just going to keep keep trucking you know well Damien this has been a lot of fun Um, I've seen you around obviously the last five years and never really had a chance to truly hear your story so we really appreciate uh, the chance to to get a talk to you here today and and let you really share your story to Nebraska fans because there's so much about it like uh, I had no idea that you were actually cut (laughs) yeah I don't think anybody does so it's great and thank you so much for all your service and and what you've done for our country and as we remember this 20th anniversary of 9-11 and, and how many people around the world are going to remember this day. And, and just within this Nebraska football team, we've got a direct connection with you um, being a part of the Navy SEALs and the video that they, they put out for this week's game. Thank you. I appreciate being on here. Well, that wraps it up here uh, for this first ever edition of Up Close. Once again, Up Close is brought to you by Sand Hills Global and powered by ABM.